to the Think Different Podcast. That's right. That's my best Vince McMahon impression. If I really wanted to go great, I would say, Welcome to the Think Different Podcast. And I want to thank you all for coming on for another week here as we talk about the top five products and moments from Apple in 2020. But no, I am not alone this week. No, 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 no. I have a my best friend on. He was here on episode 61. Go check that out when we have the Apple event pros and cons. He is back. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mr. John Moore. Hello. <laughs> very good. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. All right. So what's very special about this week is that this week just might be the last week for a little bit because as of this recording going on this week, my baby, Mr. Lucas William, is going to be popping out of the wife and it is a great moment for me and i figure john you're the best person to give fatherly advice from so john since you have two children you can tell me exactly what is the number one thing i need to know about children um they're annoying all right there we go (laughs) ladies and gentlemen fatherly advice from mr john moore here (laughs) well on that note i have no segue so let's just go to the best top five products and moments from Apple in 2020. I figured if I did just products, well, there's only five products that Apple really has that came out this year, so there's no point of just doing products. I figured let's do moments as well. So we're going to go from our least to our most, and I'm sure we're going to have the same things on the list. So, John, I'm going to start with you, since uh, you had an easy list I'm sure you have there. It's very easy you have this list. You wanted to start at the bottom and go to the top? Yeah, and likely we're going to have the same thing, so I'll tell everyone my number if it matches. Okay, so for number five, I had the M1 Apple Silicon, uh, specifically the Air, uh, MacBook Air. That product specifically was really the one that kind of can set off this whole silicon transition. It's probably the one that people are easiest to jump into. Um, you know, they have the Mac mini, which is a low price point and everything, but I mean, you worked at the Apple store. I don't really know the sales numbers on it, but there's, mm-hmm. I, I find like people want kind of an all in one, sometimes not jump into a pro model. So this is kind of like the mid level, whatever you want to call it for the Silicon the easiest for people to jump into. Yeah. Mac mini is it was very hard to sell a Mac mini, but also Apple didn't do us any favors by not updating it. Like for like seven years how can you sell something that doesn't get updated Uh, that was a big problem with the mac mini although the mac mini if i was to use it would be good to like hook up to like my tv if i have to switch to a computer os if i need one like if apple os doesn't do it or ios doesn't do it uh, i'll go to that uh but i will get to that a little bit later when it comes to the m1 because i have a lot more to say about it but yeah the macbook air specifically is probably the one that's getting the most attention because people can't stand that damn touch bar. I'm sure you don't like that touch bar. I mean, I, I mean, I, it's not that I don't use it. I just think it's, it's it was Useless. like a big thing that they put out and then they just like fell to the wayside. Nobody ever really like cared about it, I guess. I care about it because it gets in my damn way. I accidentally kept hitting escape or hitting a wrong button and it would cause it because there's no feedback. So you don't really know. They've improved it by lifting it up a little bit higher than your keyboard. So that way you don't accidentally hit it as much. But 
still, I have my first model. It's back from 2016, and I still I can't stand the touch bar. I cannot. Well, I wish they would just say, here's an option. Have a function menu bar or get a touch bar and pick one. Well, yeah, you can get the function on, like, the lowest end, though. On the Air, you can, but not the Pro. The Pro only comes in a touch bar now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, my fifth best moment, and this is something I know John doesn't like, and that is Apple removing Epic Games from the App Store. And we, me and my uh, my partner Frank, we went over a bunch of different things regarding this, but they removed it from the App Store on August 28th, and they just, you know, this is an ongoing battle between Epic and Fortnite, and what looks like it will not end at least till 2021, but, you know, Epic was trying to get back on the App Store, they were shot down by, uh, they were shot down by a judge, so... You know, and my opinion will always be that at, they know the terms and conditions going into this, so there should be no argument on it. But you don't agree with that? Uh, it's not that I don't agree with that specific point. I think that Apple is unfair in positioning themselves out of their own rules. So they have Apple Arcade and they have other kind of built-in app stores or whatever for games but this specifically because it's not them it's not positioned i don't know it's not they they position position themselves higher up in the app store unfairly in my opinion hmm. well fortnite i believe for people but not for themselves yeah well technically nvidia has fortnite back on ios because they're using it through the safari browser so technically you still can play fortnite now but back when this first started you couldn't uh and you know, they, they kind of, I know they kind of pivoted to, they're allowing apps that don't make more than a million dollars a cut uh, on their fees, at least for, until, unless they make that amount of money. So I guess that's their way of kind of reacting to it. But I wonder if they would have done that if it wasn't for this lawsuit, because I don't think they would have. Uh, you're talking about like the 15% versus yeah. 30 or whatever? Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. 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 There's no... There's no way they would have done that if it wasn't for this fight, and they're 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 giving something back. But you gotta remember, Epic Games and Fortnite they make a ton of money. Like it's not like they're not making money here. I, I want to think that they're a company that doesn't make a lot. Just a, I guess like a platform's income determine if they should follow rules or not. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what's your fourth? What's your fourth one? The iPad Air redesign, the industrial redesign of the iPad Air. What specifically I like, I like about that is, I mean, obviously it looks good, but it's following the footsteps of every other product. So the iPad has kind of been its own look and feel as far as an industrial design product for a long time. It's always had like the kind of curves on the back edges and stuff. Um, so now it follows the industrial design of the rest of Apple's products as far as like, uh, I guess, hardware products. So it has the sharp sides and the squared off edges and everything like that, as opposed to where it was curved kind of in the background. So now everything kind of lives and looks like the same. One, yeah, one uniform yeah. language to everything instead of being an outlier like it's been for a little bit. I remember how the iPad Air used to just look like the old iPad, just a bigger version of it. And they finally were able to do exactly what you said. They uniformed it. They made it look 
sexier. It looks a lot nicer. The different colors, it styles to more what the MacBooks and what the iPhones look like now. And they were able to keep it at a decent price point, even though I still think it's a little high for what you're getting on it. And it's able to be the in-between spot of the Pro versus the iPad, which I don't think the Macs have. They don't have, like, an in-between. There's only a Pro and, like, a Mac uh, book, which I think they need to have that in-between kind of like that. So I'm hoping that they would have a cheaper Mac maybe too, and then they would have the Air, and then they would have the Pro. I want them to do the same thing on the Mac side too and do the exact same formula. But I think the Touch ID is an example of a technology that no one else has except for that product is truly amazing. And I would really need to look at an iPad Air and get it in my hands because right now I have the regular iPad. It does what I need to do. Although I would like better speakers on it, which the iPad Air does have. I, I agree. The, pr the reason why this didn't make my top five is because of the price. I think it's a little up there in cost for what you're getting on it. But... I agree that there. I was very impressed with the design, with the look of it, with the Touch ID, and I think they did everything right in that air. I just wish they brought it down $100. But I wanted to talk about my number four, which is the response to COVID-19 and how Apple responded to it. Uh, there are a lot of articles that Apple did uh, that were out there about what they did, including closing all their stores. They kept uh, all the employees were hired. And they were used as Apple Care support while the stores were closed. They paid them for one month when they were trying to figure out what was going on. So from like the beginning of March to the end of March, they were paying them and they didn't have to do anything, uh, which is great. And then in response of COVID-19, they couldn't do their Apple events in the Steve Jobs Theater. So they did their new Apple events, which went faster. You had to de you have to deal with a lot of like, advertisements like with like games that no one cares about and the apple events were just a little more fun and they were so that was my number four yeah so that goes into my number three perfect segue is those redone apple events mm -hmm. uh, like you said they go much much quicker but they look fantastic yeah they did a good job filming them especially that woman on the roof that was pretty impressive. Uh, they got yeah. her up there, hanging out on the solar panels, talking about energy, and taking away bricks out of iPhones. I don't know how much of this, or how much of it is green screen or blue screen when they do these, but um, even if it is, it, it just looks so good. Um, it look, it's very it, hard it's to tell. It's a better experience, I think, for people that are actually watching it. You don't have to sit there and awkwardly listen to everybody clap at their yeah. sentence. Uh, yeah. All right, John. Next sentence. So ridiculous. So sometimes one of these events, but uh, yeah, just it, it to me, it's more you know the cinematic kind of presentation is just it's 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 more fun. It's more engaging. Um, it's less of a PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little fun fun little Easter eggs and things they do in those too. Like the iPhone Mini reveal was like kind of a cool little thing. Um, you know, it was kind of like a fun, fun little funny with the mini suitcase inside the suitcase inside mm -hmm. a suitcase. You know, that was that was kind of cool. Even the transitions between the scenes were really cool. It's like they were it was like a drone was constantly moving uh, all over the place in the theater. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all over the campus. So it, it was truly awesome. Plus, Tim Cook, we had to hear every time Tim Cook says Apple is the number one. And this is the best thing ever. And the people just clap and go crazy. 
And we skipped a lot of like that stupid stuff they always do in the beginning, which is like, you now have opened X amount of stores. We have this amount of revenue and all those like numbers presentations. Yep. Like, I don't really think anybody really cares. It's just kind of like a. Apple employees care though. Self, yeah, self pattern. <laughs> I guess. Kind of well, thing, they they do that anyway, but it was less. It was much more subtle than usual. Like yeah. example, like the M1 chip when they were comparing that to like the best PC chip, like or in its class, they didn't mention like why or how much like better it was. It was like so Apple's like saying, well, we're the best chip compared to this guy, but we don't know how much better it is. It could be like 0.5 better, and we don't even know. Yeah. So there's like little things like that they do, but yes, I the Apple events have been a highlight uh, for me this year. My third uh, best, I'm going to go into my first product that I really like, and that is the iPhone SE two, and that this was a, a I was so surprised when Apple decided to put the A13 Bionic chip in there because I expected like a chip from maybe the 10R or the 10. No, they put the best chip possible inside this to make sure it works for five years uh so and it has like all the features of an iphone 8 in there and i was truly blown away you know for and then on top of it starting at 64 gigs for 399 that was a home run for them and i'm sure and i know they did based on some of their quarter results they made some good money because of that iphone se yeah um you know i don't really know too much about it um other than it's like an it's the it's an eight with the internals of a of a what which which level? I would say like a ten R in a way. I would say a ten R. Okay. Uh, because it has like the the the, cam- the death camera feature. It has the the, the right display on there. Uh, so I would you know it, it tackles like it takes the chip of the latest iPhone, but it also puts uh, everything from like the ten R and the A kind of meshes it together. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's only four. It starts at four hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the. I think we I, didn't we talk about this. I said it was the grandma phone. Yeah, it's, it, phone it, it's perfect. For, yeah, for your grandmother or somebody who's not super tech savvy. Yeah, uh, some care about having the latest and greatest. My mother-in-law ended up getting one because she was coming up from Florida to visit us, and she had these printed out directions from MapQuest from 1996, and <laughs> trying to get to us got lost multiple times. In fact, one road that's literally only like a mile away from us or two miles away from us, she missed a turn. I don't know how that was possible. It was a slight right, which we have here in New Jersey. It's all slight rights and U-turns and everything. And it was, she couldn't stand it. So I ended up getting her an iPhone SE. I ordered one, shipped it to my house, got her trained on it. She already had an iPad, so she kind of knew a little bit. But she took that GPS home with her using that feature inside the phone, and she loved it. And now she loves the iPhone. And she came from a flip phone. Well, flip phone. Yep. And and her husband still has a flip phone. So there's still one person left in the family that still has it. But otherwise, I've, I've almost converted everybody to an iPhone. So I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, and that, exactly the reason why. Plus, if you need a backup phone and you don't have $1,000 to put down, this, this could cover you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. So what is your number two, right? You're number two now. Yeah. Uh, two, iOS, two, two. iOS 14. Finally, something different on our phones. I enjoy the widgets a lot. Um, I use them a lot. How many do you um, have on your screen? Because I don't. I also don't use them that much. 
I have two on the first screen and then one on the next screen. So I have two kind of like home screens and then the rest is on the app library. Um, you know, there's some refinement that could happen there. Things that aren't, you could, if you could relabel some of these folders that are in the app library. So it's not just. Oh, like entertainment new, product. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some refinement that could go on there. I'm really digging iOS 14. Yeah, App Library has been really good. The recently added suggestions has been great. Yeah, the widgets have been good. I've used them somewhat, but I'm not using them as much as I would like to be, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I'm constantly looking at the weather when I either when I wake up or when I'm getting dressed and stuff like that, just so I can gauge my day of you know what I'm going to wear. Um, also, I'm like we said in the beginning, I have two kids, so getting them ready for the morning, I, I need to know if I'm going to put them in long sleeves and put them in short sleeves, you know. So I'm constantly checking the weather and having that at the top of the very first home screen without having to load an app up and go through all the opening animations and stuff. So you save a couple of seconds right off the bat, but it's great just having to just glance and just having the weather right there. Sometimes I wish they were on the lock screen, but I mean, that could be asking too much of Apple. So we'll see what happens in iOS 15 if we can get those actually on the lock screen. But you know, just swiping up using Face ID unlocks. I see the weather; it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, we technically had that when the with the uh, the widget screen when you open your phone and go to the left. You do have that, but it's in a list form, and it doesn't make it as easy as seeing all your stuff in one spot. Yep. So, but I, 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 this is breaking news. You get dressed in the morning. I do. Oh now my god! Wow. Well, I I remember the time and the day you didn't do that, but okay, that's not here or there. Let's talk about my number two, which is something that we definitely profited on because Apple became the first company worth two trillion dollars this year, and on top of that, they had a stock split of four to one, which made me a ton of money, and that was the amount of money that they have increased over one year is incredible. If I look at the stock you know today and we're recording this almost at the end of 2020 and they went from technically 67 dollars up to 124 and that is a and there was a split in between that you can't argue that this was like one of the most profitable years apple is the most profitable company in the world it's got to be yeah i mean this is the year that i finally bought apple stock thank you and you're welcome. Thinking of, I'm... thinking of buying it forever. Um, I think I was in college when I asked my dad, how do I buy stocks? Because I want to buy Apple. Um, yeah, so this was the year that I finally pulled the trigger on it uh, back in March. Uh, Mid-March, I bought nine shares. And then I continued to buy shares after that. Um, but yeah, it's it's made me... From my initial investment, uh, I, I'm, I've more than doubled my initial investment. Um, so it's, it's been pretty good. It's worked, working out pretty good. Yeah, and, and you got you know for someone like me who's owned stock since 2010, um, it's been a unbelievable amount of money uh, to get from this plan. It was truly. It's a blessing, especially now that I have a child coming up, and if I need to pull for something, I can. Everybody made money. Everybody. There's not a person that can say that, you know, that you've got Apple stock that you haven't made money. So even if you bought it just this week, hold on to it for two years. You're, it's going to grow. 
There's no Apple would have to make a really big mistake to mess us up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always the threat of kind of like the government breaking it up because it's so big. But mm-hmm. that, I mean, that news would be so well in advance that I feel like you'd be able to sell it if you needed to get out of it and make, still make your money. Um, and, and what are they going to split? They're going to make iPhone its own business or Apple services its own business? Like, like what are they going to, you know? I would just buy that stock then because that stock's just, you know, it's a new stock, but it's going to rise <laughs> up. It's going to be no different. Yeah. You know, nothing, and they're still making the same, you know, if anything, they're, you know, combined, they're going to make even more. I don't know why they would, it doesn't make a difference if they split up or not. You could say that about Tesla, which is very, Amazon is way overvalued for stock. Yeah, Amazon right now is worth 3104 if for to buy one stock. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And they're never going to split that stock either. I don't think they'll ever split it. What was your number one, John? Um, okay, so my number one is, and I didn't ever think that I would say that say this this year. Um, I was not hot on this product at all when I first saw it, but the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which I have in my hand, I picked up two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, has been amazing. I'm coming from an XS Max, which was already kind of the the big phone. This phone's even bigger this thing is gigantic does it fit um, your pants pocket in your skinny jeans yes <laughs> um, but I, I mean that was part of the reason why i was so on the fence about it i uh, seeing the units in the store specifically like in target was one of the stores that actually had them out that you could actually touch them and compare them i didn't think that i was going to go this large once you go to that larger screen, I've had the larger screen since the 6S Plus, you can't go back down. Um, it's, it's so hard to go back. You've gone to the huge screen. And as much as I prefer the 6.4 inch, it, this phone's been incredible. The cameras on it are incredible. Even just testing the cameras out on myself, taking a selfie, you can see every pour on my face when you zoom in it, it's insane compared to even just two years ago i had a little bit of problems with the screens in the beginning because of the new screen technology but got that solved pretty easily been a great phone i, w- I wasn't when it first announced i wasn't planning on upgrading i was kind of planning on keeping my xs max for another year um for like a total of three years but it, it's been great it's awesome I, i'm really digging it and I gotta ask, what what storage size did you get? Base one. So what's that? One twenty eight. Okay. Which I don't even need. I've always gotten the base one, and uh, all the way back to the six S plus, and I've never filled it, filled up the storage sizes. Everything I use is cloud, like cloud based. It always has been. So. Yeah, my the reason why I've always gotten a bigger storage size is because iCloud, you know, kind of picks what photos load and what doesn't load, and it's very annoying. And sometimes when I need something right away, especially when I'm doing wedding edits and stuff like that on, on the fly, it, it's very hard. And so it was much easier for me just to get everything stored on the phone. So I always get the highest storage possible. Uh, as far as like the size, I, I went from a seven iPhone 7 Plus, and then I ended up getting the, the 10, and I've stuck with that size phone. I now have the iPhone 11. Everyone knows my 
if you look at my previous episodes on the iPhone 12, you know I went on a complete rant on the iPhone 12 and some of the things that they touted about this phone that I believe are, you know, kind of like misleading everybody, especially 5G, 5G, 5G. You see that song that's out there that, that how many times they said 5G and they made a whole song out of it? No, I don't. Yeah, you got to look that up. So basically, it's a, they just say 5G and they do it like a song with like the amount of times that they said it, which is about 54 times in that, in that presentation. I mean, yeah, so, the presentation was, I mean, selling this phone was kind of weak, but it just it looks so good. Yeah, I'm especially in my hand right now. Did you get that blue one or did yep. you get, you did? So I did. Blue... I started with the graphite. Okay. Uh, we had this conversation offline. Yeah. Yes, we did. I started with the graphite. Um, had some problems with the screens. They are clearly, even though they may be tougher, they are not as scratch resistant. <laughs> so I traded back to the blue, got the Pacific blue instead. And I wasn't hot on it when I first got it, but I've actually grown to really, really dig it. I really like the, the graphite because it kind of reminded me of the midnight green, which I absolutely loved, even though I didn't have the phone. I loved that color um, and the graphite really kind of looked like it when you had it out of the case and in the right lights and everything, it really kind of looked like the midnight green, but the blue is good looking. It's, it's really good looking. It's not overly blue. Like the 12, the 12 looks like it, like a melted crayon. It's a little bit too Crayola a little kid for me. Um, but mm. the Pacific blue, it looks just so like it's a, dynamite. It's a Crayola blue. Well, so, yeah, the iPhone 12 version of the yeah, blue I, is right. Uh, it's, I wish I had the design of the 12 on my 11. That's the one thing I do like about it is they went back to that old 4, 5 design with those those tougher edges on yeah. there. Because I thought the 5 was really good. It was really well designed. And they went back to that in a lot of ways with this one. And what about the MagSafe on the back? Are you like a fan of it or does it not really matter to you? It hasn't. Uh, because I, I don't have the MagSafe charger, which is really like kind of the only thing, I guess, that you could really utilize it for other than the wallets. The cases, I do have the, I always do the Apple leather case and mm. they tout it being MagSafe, but there's really nothing MagSafe about it. I no. guess the charger can pass through it. But right, that's the only thing. Yeah, and, it, there's nothing MagSafe about it, but I, I am intrigued by the wallet. I'm not going to pay $60 for the wallet, but I am intrigued because I, especially during quarantine, I'm not wearing jeans every day. So I don't have a need to carry a full wallet, but if I could throw my ID and a credit card in there and go to a corner store or go the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I don't need to carry an a whole wallet. I can just carry an ID and a credit card. It just run out the door. That, that's really intriguing to me. I was watching a lot of videos on the leather case. People weren't really digging the the wallet because it doesn't stick as much as a, they thought it would. Like it slides off very easily. Well, so, yeah, that's that's I mean that's the other side of it. Other than it being sixty boxes, that it doesn't really <laughs> stick to the phone very well. And I I am a person that wears tighter pants. So seeing looking up those reviews specifically, seeing people having trouble with it in tighter fitting pockets um, kind of steers me away from it. So waiting for a third party for something like that would probably be something that I would do, but 
I mean, or, you, or you just gotta get a new pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy my funny jeans. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that's fine. You you stick with your skinny jeans, and I'll stick with my iPhone 11. So, uh, my number one is definitely the M1 Mac. This is without a doubt my favorite thing they did this year. You know, a lot of times we there's so many first generations of products like iPhone. Uh, you know, and I'm going to consider this a first-generation product. Uh, even though the outside is the same, the internals are not at all. And this is, like, the one product that nobody had anything bad to say about it. And they just absolutely love it. I mean, this thing can go 16 hours on sleep, and you won't lose more than, like, 6% of battery, which is, like, crazy. Yeah. And even though they didn't update like the webcam and they did, you know, they still have the touch ID. Um, I'm sorry that the, at least on the MacBook pro 13 inch, they have the touch bar. I mean, the MacBook air is going to become one of the most highest selling items on there. Uh, and I think that what now businesses have to figure out, and I'm starting to learn this as I was doing interviews, trying to find jobs is can this M one MacBook work in a business environment? And from what I've understood, some people are testing it right now. Even like Jamf, who's like the number one management tool for Macs, is not having any problems with this Mac. So it seems like it's very compatible moving over. And so far, you know, people have had been running tests on Pro apps and other apps, and they're actually working better than their Intel versions of it. So even if they're running Rosetta 2, which is allowing like Lightroom and Photoshop to work, they're working better than their Intel version. Yeah. And that just tells you, imagine when it's optimized for it. Uh, I think it's crazy. I think this is going to be a big change. And starting, you know, next year, I think this is now new Macs are going to be redone. I, I think it's very obvious now that new Macs are going to be built for this. New iMacs, new MacBook Pros, new Mac Pros are going to have this in it. So this is going to be a big change, and I think if they keep going the route they're going, the Mac is going to become one of those products that people are going to buy because it's reliable and it definitely can last a long time, and it could works. It could do so much for the smallest price tag possible. Yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of a, a testament of them controlling everything from top to bottom, how efficient everything is, just having that control over. Um, the software and the hardware that deep into the system is, I mean, it's been pretty crazy as far as the reports and the videos and reviews go. And yeah, the battery that, you, you know, like you mentioned, is, is pretty incredible. The efficiency that they can get out of that chip is pretty nuts. I'd be curious to know in like two or three years, like what would happen as a, a longer lasting computer will be. That's the only thing I'm a little afraid of is, okay, you've had it now two, three years. What happens in that two, three years? You know, does it work as good? Is there a quality program that happens? Is something going to come about that's going to, you know, affect it? So that's my only worry about going to this model. In fact, what I wanted to do was take my wife's model. She has a 12-inch MacBook. Sell that thing, maybe for like $500. Someone at Apple will hook me up with a wonderful discount because everyone loves me. And they will let me get this Mac and try it out, especially trying Final Cut Pro. Uh, because I can tell you, based on the re reviews and what I know I could do with that model on this, on what I'm doing now, I think I could be much faster on a thousand dollar machine than I am on a three thousand dollar machine. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the way that they're selling it, too, uh, especially the MacBook Pro. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can I could definitely see that. The M1X is a rumored next chip that's going to be coming out, and that is supposed to work. That's going to be for the 15 or the 16-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, so I'd be very curious of what's going to happen when that is released. You know, and I'm wondering how they're going to have the external graphics card work with that chip. That's my only thing is I, how are they going to figure that out? Which I don't know. I don't Are they? I don't know. This, this one doesn't support external CPUs, right? No, it CPUs. doesn't. No, it does not. Also, the rumor is that it's supposed to be a 16 core, which is what the MX1 is supposed to be. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to have all that in a chip. Uh, and they have the RAM and everything all together as one thing. That's that's pretty crazy. It may not even need external. It may not even need internally. When you have a look at a logic board, you'll see the video card on a separate part of the logic board. You know these new Macs, they're all together as one. So I don't know how they're going to do. If they're going to have AMD chips or or graphics cards on the board, or if they're going to be directly into the chip. That's the only thing I don't know. So that's our top five items going on uh, for the best products and moments of Apple in 2020. Uh, overall, John, would you say this was a this was definitely a top year for Apple? It's definitely topped. I would say it's better than 2019 for sure for everything that's happened, even with the bad COVID going on. I think they have they they started listening to people. I think they're starting to listen. They're starting to respond to it. And I would say since 2018 was a rough year in 17 and now 18 they started listening to people 19 and then 20 i think it really have improved yeah i just think that the um i guess the variety in their lineups has increased um so there's there really is a product kind of for everyone iphones to computers to now even headphones uh, except for that one headphone which one <laughs> the airpods max well, I mean, yeah, those are, uh, I mean, they're trying to sell those high to high, super high end um, is kind of their market for those, I guess. So yeah, it goes along the line. You could cut, you could go in for a hundred bucks or whatever it is for the regular AirPods, or you could spend 550 bucks for a pair of headphones and, and go with the same thing with the, with iPhones. You could go 400 bucks or you go to 1400 bucks. Mm -hmm. There's really a, just such a range of products now for everybody. And it's really you know, it, Apple, even though they are kind of the, I guess, high-end tech company, really have an entry point for everybody now at this point. Yeah, and if someone like my my, my mother-in-law who now has like a phone and she went from a flip to this, I think that tells, that to me was a telling sign that she was willing to spend the, three, the $400 to get that product in her hand just because she had a situation that messed her up. Now she has this new one. And then on top of it, even look at the HomePod Mini, which is, you know, again, that that's a market they had no chance in with the HomePod with three hundred like a $300 speaker. And now they have a $100 one that sounds as great and it looks good. And, you know, now they have a chance to get back into the home automation space. Yep. Uh, yeah, so great year for that ball, obviously, because we all made money. John doubled. I, like, quadrupled. So we're all making money here to give all the money to our kids later on so they could buy Xbox X's 2s. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We always appreciate you coming on when I have absolutely nobody here to talk to except for my good friend. So I appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything you want to 
tell the fans yeah. around the world? Nope. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as of this next episode, as I talked about in the beginning, I may not have an episode ready for next week because I will be having my child. So wish me a lot of luck. And I want to thank you all for every week joining us here at the Think Different Podcast. I love every single one of you.